This episode is a sponsored partnership by Keen. So, you finally decided that you want to seek psychic advice. But now you're just sitting there and you're asking yourself, why Keen? Shouldn't I just look into psychics near me? It would probably be a lot easier. Our response? Why would you? Keen connects you with talented tarot readers and astrologers. If you want to get a reading on Keen, it's super easy to start. They've been giving trustworthy readings since 1999, over 35 million to be exact. All you have to do is create an account, and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation. Want to learn more about your love life? What's your financial future look like? Are you looking for a closure from a deceased loved one? Keen has a reader ready to provide clarity and insight. You can choose whichever reader best suits your needs, and you'll be able to connect via phone call or text. Just go to trykeen.com potential. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is up to $99 in savings. Once again, that's trykeen.com potential. Get your first 10 minutes for $1.99. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and joined by my co host and fellow. Uh, Norse God, Chris Tour. Today's episode, we're reviewing the sequel to God of War for the PS4. This is God of War Ragnarok. Uh, this was just released for both the PS4 and PS5. And this is the marking the first cross-gen release into the God of War series. Um, this is actually the ninth installment of the series, uh, or chronologically, if you count the sequel. Now, loosely based on Norse mythology, you know, we're set back in Scandinavian times with our favorite god of war, Kratos, and his son, Atreus, following the, pretty much following the events immediately, not too long after a god of war. Uh, me coming into this, I was pretty excited because Chris had been a big fan of the god of war series. Me, I'm quite a novice. I just completed the first god of war not too long before we recorded this, and we were definitely excited to review this. So, uh, Chris, give us a brief synopsis of God of War Ragnarok. So this kind of goes into spoiler territory for the 2018 game, which if you've been played by now, what the heck have you been doing? Living you, under why, a rock? Why are you listening you to this? Whole, <laughs> you had a whole pandemic to play that game. Hurry up. But the big reveals at the end of that game is, yes, we you know the God of War series, the original series, Kratos, um, who was this man who made a deal with Ares um, if he had all this power to defeat his enemies and at one point he kills his wife and his son so he strikes revenge against the gods and eventually becomes the god of war and defeats everyone including zeus and in that series we thought kratos might have been dead but he wasn't and then eventually we find him now in norse territory he's now a dad and the first game really was this huge bonding of him and his son going on this journey and the big reveals at the end of that game is you kill Baldur, who was this guy that uh, he almost couldn't die. 
And that's a big shocking moment for the end of the uh, game. We kind of expected that, though. He was this mm-hmm. douchebag character, but he was so great in the, in the game. The other big reveal is that Atreus is actually Loki. And this was kind of weird because it was like, what does this mean? And we know that Ragnarok, of course, if you follow the Thor films, you know, all the stuff, you know, Ragnarok is kind of the end of times for the Norse gods. So we pick up a few, I think it is a few months later. So, I mean, obviously Atreus is a little older. But as we got the end of the first game, winter has come. And when we start this game, the whole area is covered in snow. So Midgard, kind of the Earth realm, you know, of all the realms you go to in these games is just doused in snow. And I thought it was a great start to this game because it is picking up like, okay, we were teased at the end of the first game that Thor is going to be pissed because he killed his two sons in the first game. And we get Odin in here as well. So now we have kind of the more big, bad Norse gods coming after us. And we got to figure out what we're going to do to stop Ragnarok. So yes, of course, it was exciting to get this game. We've been waiting for the sequel for quite some time. Uh, You know, four years, pretty long time before you get a game. But again, with the games of these magnitude and the graphics and stuff, kind of expect it. And with starting with the new system with PlayStation 5, we were definitely eager to see how this was going to look. And we got to just jump and say, this game looks gorgeous. If you if you have getting this game, you got to get it for the PlayStation 5 because I I mean again, playing the PlayStation 4, the the God of War, um playing it on a PlayStation 5, I really thought it was great. But then seeing with this and you're seeing it in its all its glory, it is just gorgeous. It really is. And to me it stands out that way that you're going to play it on the system it's meant for uh because like I think some of the stuff that really stands out to me that now really is light, light and shadow, especially when characters are in areas where even it's just gameplay, the way that all the colors pop, the lighting when it's dark. I mean, like, just yesterday I was playing the game a little bit and there was a point where Kratos was going up an elevator and he was literally covered in dark. And the moment you'd see light hit the elevator, his face just do, 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 do. It was incredible. And the game still has a lot of that great gameplay from the first game you're expecting. What's great about this is you do start the game with, of course, you have your your axe, but you still have your Blades of Chaos. Yeah, which is not always this, not always the thing in the sequels. It's like, all of a sudden, I don't have my weapons, <laughs> which is so annoying. And, you know, in typical game fashion, you don't have all this armor and stuff. And I love this. What's great about this is, you know, Eric Williams and Corey Barlog, who are the directors of this game, they really have this notion of the comedy elements. You know, this is a very heavy action drama of, you know, game. There's a lot of great commentary on the the series as a whole, especially from Kratos and Atreus of like, oh yeah, he's always going around and finding these chests. And like, that's something he kind of does. I love that banter throughout. They always have a great banter in the first game. They continue that in this. And so even though you're, having these heavy moments where you're going through and fighting a bunch of, you know, enemies. There's still great banter between father and son. So much good levity. And and, just, and that in the common element, we have Mimir, uh, the little uh, severed head from the first one. He's back. So adding that commentary, or I just, I found myself laughing quite a bit in this game where it's like, why, why am I laughing? But it, it, it's, it's very smart how they did it where it wasn't, okay, this is too much. It's just done the right amount. And speaking of the gameplay, I love the seamlessness 
where we're getting to this point in games from the first, the, the previous one in this, where you go from action and then transferring into or going through a hole or going into another area. Next thing you know, you're in a cinematic sequence. Now, typically I skip through those. You can't do that, which I'm so glad you can't because then it allows you to really get the most immersive experience that you can get. Yeah, because this really is a deep story and you want to see where it's going to go. And continuing the tradition of getting some big names to fill in some of these characters, we do have, so again, back from the first game, Christopher Judge and Sonny Solik, who um, are great as Kratos and Atreus. And yes, you can tell Atreus is a little older. He's just on that cusp of his voice changing. So um, if there was to move on to another game, I wonder how that would uh, evolve with his character. Um, but although you have a lot of the voice actors back from the first one, it's who's coming in here to play some of our big new characters. Um, most notably, we have Odin. Uh, Richard Schiff, of all people, is in here. And I thought that was pretty funny because, you know, I think we just saw, like, he had a bit part in Wakanda Forever. You can't think back to, like, West Wing and thinking, like, even Eddie in the Lost World Jurassic Park, you know, R.I.P. And when he first shows up in the game, I was like, okay, I like the design. I like the element here. He has like this eye patch, the way he looks. It makes it more menacing that he is kind of this smaller, frail-looking guy that would be making all these deals and having, you know, his ravens everywhere and just all that kind of stuff. Whereas Thor, who was teasing that of the first game, we have Ryan Hurst, who's been in so many things. He, Thor is huge, fat, just menacing, and he's, of course, got his hammer. So that was a great pairing for the two of them to be, like, in this game that way. We have some more characters in his hair that, you know, I don't want to give too much away because we're not really doing a full uh, spoiler review here. But, yeah, there's some really beautiful scenery. Again, some of the locations we've been to before, um, I did love the element of kind of the Midgard realm that like the whole lake is now covered in ice. So to travel around, you have to, you know, you go by wolves, which was like, that was really cool. Like even the right, the game starts, you're, you're on like a sleigh, you know, with two wolves escaping from Freyr. That was like pretty cool, but we do have some new realms. We haven't got to do in the first game. And um, so there's still a lot to explore. And of course, these games always have elements of it's kind of open world, but still closed off. But there's always little secrets and sections where you can go find power-ups and gold and all this kind of stuff. So you do kind of have to keep on your toes to know where all the secret stuff is. But it was fun just to go back to some, like, the whole area with the light and dark elves is the same place we were in the first game, but it's all changed. And I loved how it was like, okay, we've been to some of these places, but now things are different because of what you did in the first game. I thought that was great to continue that storytelling. And of course, you play God of War because you want to kick a bunch of ass. And kick ass, you do. Yes, I agree. And and I like the fact that with the, if you like a challenge, if you like your combat brutal, the difficulty level, I would say, is is a good mix. Uh, I, I've been doing Give Me Balance and that is a challenge. I played the first one on the easiest one because I wanted to get through the story and that was still hard. So if you like a good challenge in your combat gameplay, this is for you. But in that same vein, Chris, yeah, I recommend if you're playing this game, 
you're going to get lost in just wanting to explore a lot of games. It's like tedious. I don't want to do this. This, I found myself like I've, you know, strayed from the storyline quite a bit because I'm wanting to collect everything, do it. Cause you're going to need each and everything possible. And plus there's going to be a lot of fun, little commentary and little comedic moments as well. Uh, sprinkled in, but yeah, I am very, very happy about this game from the casting choices to, you know, taking what was great about the other one, but making it more intense uh, even more more action packed. Um, I I even just love what we've done with our main characters, Atreus and Kratos. What those two actors have done uh, for these roles and really giving them depth, where you actually are feeling this in a video game, where you know uh, you only get that usually from movies, and this is a, like a cinematic masterpiece that you actually are in. So honestly, with this game, uh, I'm, I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a ten, a nine out of ten. I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. That's a, it's pretty bold, but I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten for for my money. Yeah, I think you and I are pretty much on the same page. Where we don't give a ten out of ten very often, but the thing is, I think I need to. We're both on the same area. We we didn't want to do a spoiler review because once you go out and support us yourself, we have not both finished the game yet. So I think maybe once we finish the game, we would uh, review it maybe a little differently. But I'm right there with you. It's a nine out of ten, and it's even a nine out of ten for. I uh, had some corrupted data and had to restart the whole game. Um, so I'm almost caught up to where I was the first time. But even replaying it, it's just so enjoyable because, yes, the locations, the action, the way you fight, the storytelling, the humor, it's something that you don't see a lot in video games where it's just fantastic. And this is, again, you would look at a game series where this is like the sixth, seventh, eighth sequel you know, you've had God of War 1, 2, 3. We had all these spinoff games on different platforms. And then to get to this, and some of the best storytelling is down the line. That's pretty miraculous. So you should go out and get God of War Ragnarok, which is now available for both the PS4 and the PS5. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.